Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately, that's a key word there for this one. Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. Peter says in response to that, Lord, if this is really you, tell me to come on the water. Jesus says, come. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind and was afraid and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and called him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Very powerful story. There's a couple of things that we want to bring out today that is going to help us kind of clarify or bring to light a little more about how our auditory system, how our hearing, how what we hear and how what we listen to affect our behaviors. It affects our perception and it has a very, very key role in how we perceive things to come. Mm -hmm. We all know we live in a crazy time right now and we're hearing a whole bunch of stuff. Our ears and our hearing are being bombarded with so much mm -hmm. to the point that even if we're in quarantine and we're not seeing things, things are still bypassing and getting into our spirits and into our environment through what we hear. And the thing about hearing is it's one of the only senses that you don't have to actively engage, me meaning you mm. don't have to be in an area right. where you can hear something. Right. You can so I can be in my house and not be in contact with the outside, with the street mm. outside mm -hmm. and hear sirens that I never see. I mm -hmm. never come in contact with it, but it still reaches me. So there are things that we don't allow into our space, but they'll still affect us and they'll still reach us so because that's how our senses work. And this is why I believe the Lord is leading us to now intentionally pay attention to what your senses are doing. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of things we allow just to passively just come into our spirit. We just passively just look at stuff or passively just whatever, just going out. And when we look up, we're more afraid. When we look up, we're more anxious. When we look up, we're more angry. When we look up, we're more bitter, you know, and, and all these things. You wonder, how did I get here? Like, what happened? What, what did I miss? What have I been taking in that has been slowly drifting me and manipulating me and controlling me? So if we look at this particular story here, it's very interesting that 
The Lord understands the situation that they find themselves in. The Bible says that the disciples, they were sent out to the other side. Jesus sent his disciples on the lake, knowing that a storm was coming and he didn't go with them. And just like many of us, we are sent into situations that we don't know what the outcome is going to be. But the Lord knows what we're getting ready to face. Now, just because you don't see the Lord moving in your life doesn't mean he's not there watching over you. This story is also written in a, a couple more Gospels. And in the other Gospels, the Bible tells us that he could see them struggling from the mountaintop. Like Jesus wasn't with them physically, but he was watching over them. So just to reassure you that I don't know what you're going through. We, we, we don't know, but and that this is trying times for a lot of people. But the Lord is still watching over you and you have to have peace and understand that if he's sending you somewhere, he's watching over the success of your journey to get there. And if you get stuck and if you get in a place where you get tied up, he is powerful enough to walk on that issue and get to you despite what that issue is. So the thing I want to focus on today is the fact that they call the Lord a ghost because of their fear, because it's not possible for the Lord to come to me in this way. The Lord's response is what we want to focus on. The Lord always wants to reveal himself to us in a way that we have never seen him before. And the Lord will use the rough stuff in our life. He'll use the hard stuff. He'll use whatever happens in our life as an opportunity for us to get to see him in a way that we never have, even if it comes by way of our fear. That God can use what makes you afraid to reveal his superiority over that issue that's making you afraid. So Jesus comes to them. And before that fear can cinch into them, Jesus speaks. Right. And he challenges them to listen harder than they are seeing. And think about it. The reason why we did the vision first was because the vision is probably the sense that we depend on the most. Right. Like we see it and it is what it is. So the challenge here is the Lord is saying, I want you to make what you hear superior to what you're seeing. He wanted them to go back to the voice that they remembered. And think about this, right? The disciples know they knew Jesus. They knew mm -hmm. his voice. They did a lot of talking. They did a lot of talking. They know his tone. They know his his when he's upset. You know, we can tell when people are talking, they tone. They knew Jesus that well, that if he was to speak to them under normal circumstances, they would have heard him and they would have lined up with right. what was consistent about him. The difference in this situation is they were in a situation that overwhelmed their sight. They were in a situation that overwhelmed their senses so much that it was difficult to make sense of a voice that would once bring them peace. And this is a challenge in this time, right? Like amidst the noise of the news, amidst the noise of my life, amidst all the stuff that I'm going through, because this pandemic has, uh, has honestly compacted on the drama that a lot of us are already dealing with anyway. Right. This, the, the, the pandemic is not the subject of our, of the drama in our life. It's just compounding. It exacerbates it. Yeah. And that's all it does. Makes it worse. It makes it harder to make ends meet. It makes it harder to have connections. It makes it harder to keep your mental self, mental state right. And that just reminds me, we like to research. So we, we mm -hmm. usually like to understand not only the spiritual, but the natural that go kind of, you know, coincides and right. goes hand in hand. And one thing about our hearing that when I was reading about it, 
the hair, and I'm, I'm trying to get it right because you know I'm not a science person. That's so all right. I didn't do very good in science, but <laughs> in reading about it, one of the things that I saw, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'll just read it. But most conscious perceptual processing occurs in the auditory cortex, a part of the brain's evolved outer layer that lies along the side of the head in the temporal lobe. It appears that specific parts of the auditory cortex decode information from the cochlea about sound, volume, rhythm, and pitch with connections to parts of the brain that store memories and regulate emotion. We understand and respond to what we hear. Information flows both ways. So basically the cortex, the the auditory cortex in your brain on the side of your, your brain, basically the ear is comprised of three parts, the outer ear, the middle ear, and the inner ear. Mm -hmm. And the sound that comes that you hear it passes through the outer ear, then it goes into the middle ear, the middle ear does its thing, and then it transmits those sound waves into the inner ear. And mm-hmm. the inner ear is what sends the nerve signals to the brain. And the brain processes what we hear. And through our memories, it decodes, okay, this is a memory. Mm-hmm. You've heard a bird chirp before, so that's what the sound you're hearing is. Mm-hmm. You've heard this voice. I know what my father's voice sounds like and my mother's voice because I remember growing up what it sounded like. So our brain computes what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. And the thing about prioritizing what we hear, the brain then sig- sends the signals back to us and tells us, oh, no, this is an important sound. So it prioritizes what we're hearing. And that's what enables us to be able to hear a siren opposed to people chattering and talking. And you you prioritize Mm -hmm. what you hear. And the other things that are not as important, Mm. we're able to, you Mm. know, like Mm -hmm. discard and and, and throw away or put to the side because it's not as important. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was very interesting Like you were saying, like with prioritizing the disciples are hearing Jesus's voice and their memories are kicking in Mm -hmm. what they were hearing them say before when they heard him uh, speak to the lepers and they were healed. And when they when they heard him speak to other people, the woman with the issue of the the, Mm -hmm. the miracles that he uh, carried out, that he performed, Mm -hmm. they were there witnessing them and hearing them and they were hearing the commandments that that he was sharing with them and teaching them. All of those things kick in. So when you're in a position like this and you're in a storm, now you're able to prioritize what you're hearing and the mm. voice that you're hearing, the memories kick in. I, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go. You know, no, no, far, no. You're absolutely but, right. You're absolutely you know, that right. definitely, you know, um, <laughs> Scott, no, I'm not a scholar. <laughs> by no, but, by no but, means. but you know what? That, you're absolutely right. The Bible said, and immediately Jesus said to them, right? And whenever the Bible uses words like that, they want to draw attention to the fact that there was one reality that the Lord interrupted, right? So the Lord interrupted the conclusion that they would have drawn based on what they were seeing and spoke to them, right? And and the encouragement and admonishment for all of us, like Rachel was saying was, let's think about our own lives. Now is the time where you have to think back to when you remembered the goodness of God. Now is when you think back to when things happen, what you heard him say before right. to cause you almost like to bring you to your senses when you're about to get overcome by anxiety and fear. Jesus immediately says to them, take courage, right? Don't be afraid. You have a reason to be afraid. Choose not to be. Listen to me. 
Listen to me. Like the storm is still, notice Jesus didn't stop the storm before he told them to listen to him. He said, listen to me while the winds are blowing. Listen to me while you're afraid. Okay. Take courage. Take courage based on my voice. Take courage based on what you hear. Allow your mind to process the fact that, okay, um, first of all, we've been in a storm before with Jesus. So this is not the first time. This is really him. And the point of it is, I know that he's more powerful than what I'm going through. Let me listen to him. Let me listen to him. And this is another interesting thing about this whole thing. Jesus says, take courage. It's me. So whatever your relationship with me is, you have learned enough about me to take courage in this situation. Hmm. A lot of times we like to disqualify ourselves where well, I haven't known the Lord that much or I'm new to this whole thing or, uh, you know, I don't really go to church. I haven't been to church in a long time. Almost like we create a distance between us and knowing God, you know, where God doesn't necessarily need a church building to reveal himself to you. He can reveal himself to you through a Zoom session like this where you're just having a conversation, sitting and listening in. And the Lord is sitting right next to you, Absolutely. talking to you, breaking your heart. That's how God works. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He doesn't need a building to get to you. He doesn't need, he doesn't need, he just needs an open heart. That's it. And he can come to you in a very real, real way. So he says, don't be afraid. You know enough about me to not be afraid. It's me. Right. He tells them it's me. And then Peter says, okay, I've never seen you like this before, but I know your voice. So let me make sure I'm hearing you right. If this is you, let me come to you. If this is you, let me come to you because of what I know about you. Any other situation that I had, I could come to you. This is a situation I've never seen before. This is a problem I've never seen before. This is a storm I've never been in before. You're walking on it. If it's you, let me do the same thing. And this is the challenge that the Lord is calling us all to in this season. This is a world we've never seen before. It's a pandemic we've never seen before. Lord, if you're here, let me walk on this. If this is you, I hear that I'm going to be all right. I hear that you're going to take care of me. I hear, I feel like you want me to start this business. I feel like you want me to go back to school. I feel like this, but it don't, this pandemic is not creating an opportunity for me to really do that. This is a storm. If this is you saying this to me, let me come. And the Lord says, come. See, you have, he had to listen to the response, too. It can't be like, let me come, Lord, and then allow fear to come on you again, not listening to the response. Right. Right. He said, let me come. And the Lord didn't say, OK, Peter, that's great faith. He said one word that he could have missed in the storm. He says, come. He don't say, Peter, come on up. Step. OK, this is how you this is how you didn't tell him how to do it. He didn't say this is how I'm doing it, because what Jesus was doing didn't make any sense. Right. How am I supposed to step out this boat? How am I supposed to I put one foot out first or the other one? Am I stepping light? Am I putting all my weight on this? How am I doing this? He said, just come. How you understand what come means, come. And Peter steps out of the boat and does something that nobody else was able to do. How was he able to do that? He was able to do that because he was listening to the Lord that he knew. Our life is trying to make itself greater than the Lord that we know. 
and I'm hearing so much. A lot of people are like turning, turning on God and turning on their faith and, and, you know, just taking, just, just doing stuff. Just God can't be real with everything that's going on and oh, everything is going on politically and stuff. Where is God? And I'm like, God is in the same place he always was. Right. And he, God is not surprised by anything that's going on. And in fact, God is making himself more real to us now than ever before. And he's speaking, come. But if we're not listening to him, we're not going to hear him, right? And it takes concentration to listen. I'm married. This is, this is going on. Um, 15. 15 years. 15 and, years. Uh, 20 years together. <laughs> so don't, listen, listen, hold on. Don't act like the longer you're together, you'll you be remembering it like that. Come on. I tell my kids all the time, listen, how old are you again? When's your birthday? Listen, because there's too many other things in your mind right now for you to be keeping these dates right. They know when their birthday is. You, we know how long we've been together and we begin, we together. Anyway, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is um, listening and learning to listen to each other is a work in progress for a lot of us. Um, oftentimes we have our um, marital discussions and our uh, marital conversations and conferences <laughs> and huddles. A.K.A. disagreements. Yes. And, and uh, discrepancies. <laughs> what comes up often is. You're not listening, man. See, that's the problem, man. You don't listen. You're not listening. And I'm like, we mean listening. I'll tell you exactly what you said. Okay, just because I can tell you what you said doesn't mean I'm listening to what you mean. So what I have to learn as a guy, because guys, all guys, we, you know, we guys, come on. We know that sometimes we assume that we know and we just, we just get off. We just get off. Okay, it's fine. And I'm confessing it in public, right? Sometimes we have trouble listening, we jump the gun and all that other stuff. But I've learned and I'm learning that listening intentionally takes a lot of concentration and a lot of care. Listening is work. And the Lord is asking us and challenging us that through all this noise, through everything, close your eyes and do the work to listen to what I'm saying and listen to my heart towards you. And I, I, that, I, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Because that was one of the things also that I came across. Because I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, oftentimes we use the word listening and hearing right. interchangeably. Right. But there's a difference. Yeah. So Merriam-Webster defines hearing as the process or function or power of perceiving sound, specifically mm. the special sense by which noises and tones are received as stimuli. So that's automatic. We do it involuntarily. Like it just happens. Mm -hmm. Listening, on the other hand, means to pay attention to the sound, mm. to hear something with thoughtful attention and to give consideration. Mm. So hearing is something that happens automatic. But listening is what we do what with we that heard. information that mm. we've received. We're actively processing what we're hearing and we're considering it. So that tells me that there are some things that shouldn't be considered. Mm -hmm. It goes back to what we said about prioritizing filtering, yeah. and filtering what we're hearing so that we're only listening. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Mm -hmm. That phrase is said so many times in the Bible. So that tells me that that's, that hearing is something more intentional mm -hmm. than just what everybody hears. Because everybody, I mean, mostly everybody has actual ears. So why would we, why would God be saying he that hath an ear, right. let him hear. So it's obviously the deeper. inner ear. Yeah. It's a deeper hearing mm -hmm. that we're required to do. 
So, I, I, again, I'm sorry. I no, no, I that's right. No, you ain't interrupting. This is. I, I definitely that I came across and as and in my thinking and meditating, listening and hearing are two different things. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know when somebody listened to you, you can feel it. You know, you you feel that release. Like they didn't just hear me; they listened to me. And that's what the Lord is saying. Like, okay, you hear me. You hear the preacher. You hear the scriptures being read. You hear this. But are you listening to like you, you're taking all that in and are you listening means you're applying that to your life. Like you're applying that to your own personal situation. So, mm-hmm. no, you're not in no boat and you're not in the sea and Jesus didn't you know, walk on water to you in this in this particular story. But all of us have our own storms that are like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to drown in this. Like, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm going to this is going to take me. This is going to take me out. How do I get out of this situation? Here comes my past again coming after me. All these things that I overcame, all these things that I thought was behind me. Here they come again. Here comes that fear. No, the Lord wants to challenge you. Close your eyes. Stop looking at what you've been through so much and allow yourself to listen to his voice. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith does not come by what you see. Faith comes by what you hear. The disciples on this boat, Peter would not have come out on that water just based on what he saw. Because what he saw was a ghost. But the faith activated in this story because... He heard a familiar voice and what he heard caused him to remember all the miracles that he saw this person do. And if this is Jesus, then a miracle is about to happen here. So it was faith that came based on him hearing Jesus say, it's me. And just like us, sometimes we need to check it out. We need to check and say, "Okay, Lord, hold on. Um. Is this um, is this you? I'm not. You need to send me a confirmation because I, I don't know if this is you. And then we listen for it. Lord, is this is you? And it's OK. It's OK to do that. There's many biblical examples of, of, of people who I don't know if this is me or if this is the Lord. Ask for confirmation. Ask for confirmation. And the Lord, the Bible says, I've spoken once, but you heard me twice. Twice have I heard. Twice have I heard. So the Lord is a confirmer of what he said because he doesn't want us to make mistakes. So if we turn our hearts towards him, he will confirm what his will is for our life. So there's a, there's a difference, like we, and we've been kind of touching on it, where there's a difference between sensation of a stimuli and the perception of it. So the sensation is what you actually hear, what you, what, what, what you hear, all the noise, everything that comes to your auditory system. That's the, that's the sensation. It's the sensation. The perception of what you hear comes from the conclusions that your mind draws based on what you take in. So in order for us, and this is the crux, the crux of what we're feeling led to encourage us in, is it's really a work of your mind. Like your senses are powerless without the mind. Because your mind interprets what your senses take in, and that's when you have behaviors that will lead to consequences. Right? Mm-hmm. There's some things that we need to ask God to help us in perceiving him in things are thrown at us all the time. Whole bunch of things are going, we're going through in our lives. There's three specific areas and three scriptures that I want to give to you. I'm here. So when we fall into wrongdoings, we mess up, we make mistakes in life. 
One of the biggest things that happens to us is we fall into guilt and shame. We fall into guilt, we fall into shame, and we start making ourselves unreachable to God. Mm-hmm. Right? David says in Psalms 51 and 8, he says, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Right? So when you make mistakes in life or you sin against the Lord or you transgress or you do other people wrong and you know you wrong. There's some things we knew we were wrong about, but you repent and you say, Lord, I'm wrong. Help me, Lord. Now you expect to hear joy and gladness because the Lord is happy to forgive. You don't allow yourself to start seeing a person acting up to you because you already repented. You know, there's some people that we apologize to and they still act up because they're holding a grudge. Like, like, I can't take back what I did for you. All I can offer you right now is my apology. And if you study Psalm 51, I encourage you to do that because this is what David's prayer about creating me a clean heart, renew within me a right spirit. David had messed up. He had sinned. He had messed up. And he was, the Bible says that he was in such anguish at messing up that he, and guilt and stuff that it felt like his bones were being crushed. So his prayer to God was, Lord, I know you're forgiving. I know you're loving. Let me hear joy and gladness so that the guilt and shame that I'm feeling would be superseded by my understanding of your love and forgiveness for me. Second thing, when we don't know what to do, the Bible says, Psalms 143 and 8, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For on you do I lean and in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my inner self to you. The Lord wants you to start your day with your mind on his loving kindness so that your interactions throughout that day will be filtered through the fact that you're hearing of the Lord's loving kindness towards you. Imagine if our default position was like the Lord is so loving and kind towards me. And that was our default setting every day, every morning we got up, you know, we would have a lot less angry moments. We would be a lot less frustrated in life. We would be kinder to people because we realize, man, The Lord is so loving and kind to me. So that during the day, based on your loving kindness, I'll know that that care is taking me through the rest of this day. We'll have more peaceful days. The last thing, when we are afraid and anxious, Psalms 85 and 8 says, I will listen with expectancy to what the Lord will say, for he will speak peace to his people to his saints, those who are in right standing with him, but let them not return again to self-confident folly. Man, I will listen expectantly to what the Lord will say. That means the Lord has something to say to you every day. And we listen to it expectantly, not just when we need something, but we listen to what the Lord has to say for us each day. And then the Bible says, For he will speak peace to his people. That means the Lord wants to speak peace to you every day. And you're supposed to expect it come through your auditory system. So even if you're in a storm, right? Like these disciples were, peace was still there. Peace was walking towards them on the water. Peace was personified, walking towards them. The Prince of Peace was walking on their storm, in the storm, Peace was walking, experiencing the same thing that they were experiencing. The storm didn't stop until peace got in the boat with them. But peace was still in the scene. 
Mm. The Lord is challenging us all to see peace in our scenes. See peace when the storm is still raging. See peace when the bills are still due. See peace when you get the death, the, the death notice. See, see what I don't know what your issue is, but wh- whatever it is, peace is in the room. And allow, we have to allow the Lord to show us that he's God. And this is really what the season is about. Do not allow your senses to cause you to miss an opportunity to see God in a way that you never would have seen him before. But once you get what you need from the Lord, do not return to self-confident folly. Do not forget that you needed the Lord when you asked for him. Do not get it twisted. And now everything is okay. And now you're in a season of fruitfulness that now I can do this myself. The Bible calls that folly. Wow. Self-confident folly that we must realize that we always need the Lord. And when things are going well, we need him just as much as when things are going bad. Don't forget. Heavenly thinking will lead to divine perspective. So we'll start to see our situations, not from our own earthly reality, but we'll see, hmm, well, this is crazy. This is real because I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, but God is with me. So what must he be up to? A lot of times God has to allow things to get really bad to create an opportunity that's really good that otherwise would not be possible. But we have to be in tune to what the Lord says to do. That we have to listen beyond our fear to what the Lord is saying to do. So if he's saying, do it anyway and do it now, you need to do it now, not based on what you're seeing, but based on what you heard. Philippians 4, 8, 9. And it says, for the rest, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are worthy of reverence and honorable and seemly, whatsoever is just, whatsoever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is lovable. And whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's anything, any virtue, any excellence, anything worthy of praise, think on, weigh and take account of these things. In other words, fix your mind on these things. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. And this is what happens if you do that. The God of peace of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. In a nutshell, if you keep your mind on heavenly things, the God of untroubled, undisturbed well-being, the God of peace will be with you. This is the Lord's promise. Our job, focus our senses on good things. Whatever's good news, focus on that. Whatever's positive, focus on that. Whatever is virtuous, focus on that. Whatever is glorious, focus on that. So that we can see the God of peace, undisturbed, untroubled well-being, his presence with us in our lives. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day that you have ordained and designed. We thank you for speaking to us expressly, God. You have spoken straight from your word, God even to us. And we thank you. We appreciate your word. We appreciate you, God. We thank you, God, because in this new year, you have designated the beginning for us to concentrate on how we are taking in our experiences and the world and what's happening, God. And you have told us 
that you want us to evaluate our senses, mm. evaluate what we're seeing mm. and hearing, even smelling and tasting yes, and Lord. touching, oh God. So as we go forth these weeks, I pray, God, that you would enlighten us, that yes, you Lord. would anoint every single session, oh God. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you, God, for the hearing that you have highlighted this week, God. I pray, God, that as we go throughout the week, that you would remind us and that you would anoint our ears, that yes, he that hath an ear will be able to hear what you are saying to your mm. church, what you're saying to your people, what you're saying to us, God. Lord, let our ears drown out every other noise, yes, every Lord. other distraction, everything Help that's us, not coming from you. And let our mind and our brain prioritize what's important, yes, prioritize Lord. what's imperative to not only our safety, but to our growth yes, and our success in you, God. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would anoint each and every one of our ears to be able to hear your voice. Yes, Lord. And that you would confirm the words that you speak, mm. that we would be able to follow out your plan and purpose for our lives. Oh, God, yes, Lord. I pray for each and every person listening. Let us not just hear, but let us actively listen mm. to your word and your voice. We thank you and we praise you for your presence, for being with us continually, God. I pray your protection upon these people. Yes, I pray Lord. your favor, your yes, grace, yes, your Lord. mercy, your abundant favor. Yes, Lord. I pray, God, that you would continue to meet the needs of each and every one of the people listening. And even on the podcast that are listening and are participating, meet every need, God. And we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunday Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook, where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.